Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I'm Audrey Goh, Senior Cross Asset Strategist. We've just released our global market outlook titled Inflation, a Flash in the Pan, where we discuss our views on the red-hot inflation print earlier this month and what this means for asset markets. Joining me today for this conversation is Steve Bryce, our Chief Investment Officer. So Steve, welcome. It's been all about inflation in recent days after the big blowout in inflation print to 4.2%, the highest since 2008. And there's a big debate whether this inflation pressure is going to be persistent or transitory. What are your thoughts on this? Well, we actually think that the Fed's got this totally right. Um, so clearly, there are some short-term supply bottlenecks out there, um, and you know there are, is a short-term shortage of labour, um, which is leading to upward pressure on on wages. Uh, so we are going to see this uh, inflation spike continue for a, a, you know two or three months longer, uh, in our opinion. However, we believe the long-term drivers just aren't there for a sustained rise in inflation. Um, so the unemployment rate is still uh, pretty elevated, especially when you take into account those on the periphery of the labour market that could be attracted back uh, at the appropriate, given the appropriate opportunities. Uh, productivity um, has actually been rising. Uh, it surged very strongly in the first quarter. So that's bringing the cost of production down, even with wages picking up. Um, so that's a that's a good thing for for keeping inflation capped. And the final thing for us is that the the money multiplier. So a lot of people talking about this huge money creation quantitative easing lead, leading to inflation. Of course, they've been talking about that since the global financial crisis, you know, over ten years ago. Um, but what we're seeing is that the money multiplier. The speed at which money moves around the system is still falling. Uh, so we don't believe that quantitative easing is uh, going to lead to rise inflation. And we're seeing bank lending, for instance, uh, remain very weak in the US economy. So from that perspective, we just think that this inflation is indeed a flash in the pan. Uh, obviously, it's something we've got to weather in the short term. But markets were actually quite spooked by the higher inflation print, Right. Because we've basically seen, uh, after the announcement of the sharp uh, US inflation uh, spike, we've basically seen uh, equity markets as well as bond yields jump pretty sharply. Um, so are you concerned at all that you know further higher inflation print over the coming month may lead to significant equity markets or even bond market weaknesses? I think there's always something to worry about. I always joke that if if I'm not if there's nothing to worry about, I get worried, right? So at the moment, the the focus is on uh, whether or not the Fed will taper, um, and yeah, that can be important for a short term uh, horizon. Uh, in Q4, we could be looking more at worries about the fiscal cliff uh, because obviously the, the the end of the subsidies um, to to, to uh, employees uh, will end uh, come come October. Um, so. The way we look at this is what is going to get in the way of the cycle, right? And and we don't really see either of these things getting in the way of a continued growth cycle. So there will be bumps along the way. It's not going to be smooth sailing. And that, of course, can lead to short-term market weakness. Um, but in the bigger picture, we still feel that this is uh, you know, not, nothing to be too concerned about. So, you know, what we're sort of advising our clients to do is, you know, to try to see through short-term um, short-term weakness if if and when it comes. Remember that actually not being invested is a, is a, is a cost. 
it's then as well as um, you know being invested in the markets weakening. And best ways to manage that is through regular saving plans or accelerating purchases on weakness, and obviously being having a diversified allocation. So, how can investors uh, position themselves? For a higher or rising inflation scenario, any specific areas uh, one can be looking at, whether in, is it in the equity market or the bond market space? Well, assuming that we're, we're right and this is a short-term um, blip in inflation and nothing more sinister that would lead to very dramatic tightening of monetary policy, right? So against that backdrop, we see this economic um, expansion continuing on a multi-year basis. There's still enough excess capacity out there, in our opinion, uh, for some runway uh, for, for the economy to do well. And against that backdrop of you know continued growth, very loose monetary policy settings, um, then we think that the equities can do uh, continue to do pretty well. Um, we would say with the short-term risks are always, um, but if you're looking 12, 18 months out, uh, we believe that uh, you know, equity markets will continue to do well uh, overall. Um, so, so that's sort of the, the the way we're positioning ourselves within bond markets. Yes, we, we're taking on a little bit more yield risk. So, uh, developed market high yield, for instance, uh, and emerging market bonds generally, particularly U.S. dollar bonds, we think are, are, are relatively attractive. Um, that sort of feeds into this growth outlook uh, as well. Thanks for that, Steve. Are there any specific um, equity regions that uh, investors can focus on? So we, we remain overweight um, or, or have the US and UK markets as preferred. And obviously, you know, they were the, the initial beneficiaries of the vaccination wave, right? So that's where we see uh, continued strong uh, economic growth recovery, earnings growth recovery, um, and obviously still very similar to uh, policy settings. Um, this month, we've added Euro area um, to also being a preferred uh, region for us. And there's three main reasons for this. Firstly, we see accelerated vaccine deployment. So, um, you know, the pace in Europe of vaccine deployment is now faster than in the US and about on the same on a par with what's going on in the UK. Clearly, that's a lot better than we were two or three months ago. So that's a positive development. And that's going to encourage economic reopenings. Uh, that leads to the second key factor is we're seeing economic, sorry, earnings revisions um, being revised significantly higher. So we're seeing that earnings drive come through, uh, and that should support uh, the the regional uh, equity market. And finally, uh, we we see the dollar weakening. Um, so you know, and, and generally, when the dollar weakens, uh, non-U.S. assets outperform, and euro area is obviously one of those uh, that would should benefit from any dollar weakness that comes through. So on dollar weakening, uh, does that mean that that's good for gold? So maybe I'll just uh, you know, cover quickly the dollar view as to why and then the implications for gold. So firstly, you know, we, we see the U.S. economic exceptionalism as peaking, right? So it's almost as good as it gets for the U.S. economy now because we've had the, the reopenings, massive fiscal stimulus, huge monetary stimulus. Um, and this pace of recovery, which is in the high single digit or low double digit uh, from an economic growth perspective, that just can't be sustained. Um, so whereas in the in, in Europe, obviously, we're, we're, we're slightly later in that cycle. Uh, so the reopenings are starting later. 
And also we've got a fiscal policy stimulus coming in the second half of this year and, and into the beginning of 2022. So that means the growth differential between the US and, and Europe is likely to narrow. So, um, you know, our, our sense is that the euro can go to sort of 127 uh, on a six to 12 month time horizon. So the US is also uh, US dollar is also uh, hindered by uh, very loose monetary policies, uh, real interest rates being under pressure and huge trade and budget deficits. So our sense is that we should be selling rallies in, in, in the dollar rather than looking to buy here. And that obviously has a, a positive impact uh, on gold. Um, but the thing that we really focus on for gold, as well as the dollar, is the outlook for real interest rates. And again, with, you know, Inflation, you know, still remaining, you know, it's a, it's a blip now, but, you know, we see interest rates and real interest rates remaining very low. That should be supported for gold. Uh, so in our perspective, we think that gold may be hitting, uh, may hit around 2000 maybe slightly above $2,000 per ounce uh, on a 12-month view. So we like gold. We think it's an important diversifier in, a, in, in an allocation as well. So uh, from that perspective, it's something to consider. Great. Thanks, Steve, for joining our conversation today. So that's all for today's episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publication, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoy our discussion, please do rate and review us whenever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.